Yeah, yeah no, I think, so, that's good. I think that's great. I think a challenge, where we check in, where are we at? Uh, what challenge uh, have we experienced as a result of this current situation? And then do a go around on uh, any pleasant surprises or pleasant surprises? Uh, any affirming yeah, experiences. For us. Yeah, okay. yeah. George, um, do you have a pleasant surprise? Les, do you have one? Bruce, do you have a pleasant surprise? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, think so. Uh, yeah, I got something I can fit out. Anybody want to pass me one? <laughs> <laughs> It's March 26th, 2020. This is episode 33, COVID-2. Here's the disclaimer. I don't think my mom's going to love this one. There's a fair bit of swearing and a lot of laughing. Like all of you, I think we were ready for a little levity, a little release. There's a few fart jokes and a whole bunch of us being us. If you're up for that, put your serious side away and let's have some fun. This is the Snow Day Podcast with Dr. George Alvarez. We're on the open seas and he couldn't take it. The prevailing winds were not strong enough. CEO, Leslie Hansen. I like that Bruce set a strict 30 minute time limit and we just spent five minutes talking about farts. Me, Bruce Krentz, the one they left behind. Halfway through the afternoon, he texts me, he says, Bruce, that was a farty sandwich. No one should come into your office after you've had one of those. And leadership expert, Stephen DeGroote. The fact that they were using ventilators in your office before COVID hit. (laughs) Kind of like every podcast in the world right now, I think, and a lot of TV shows, we feel like we should put out a little bit of content to give people a distraction. So we're getting together again virtually. Let's go around the horn right now and just talk about where we are right at this moment. I'm gonna go first just cause I am loving this. I'm at Studio P right now. There's nobody here. How great is this? I'm looking out the window, the <laughs> lake is the lake is there. The sun is setting in front of me. This is gold. And I'm even gonna not bury the lead. I'm gonna beat you guys to the punch. My birthday is tomorrow. And I sort of All called right. this as a, as a little birthday thing. Tomorrow we're having a big Selly and, well, big Selly, me, Marnie, and Murph, because those are the only three people that I can hang out with. <laughs> Social distancing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Step up to the cake one at a time. We're all going to get out here, but for tonight, it's just me hanging out. The last couple of days, uh, we've been at home. I alluded to it in the last pod. Marnie, Murph, and I are all basically in a cubicle farm, and I got to give us some credit. It's only been a week, but we were running that place like a real office. We got up, we did our work. We had coffee breaks at 10 in the morning. We broke for lunch. Marnie and I went for a walk every day at lunch, but we made sure we were home by one o'clock. Like it, it actually kind of cracked me up our vigilance, but I think we have to try to keep some sense of normalcy while all of this happens. And for us so far, so good. Stevie D, you got the next birthday coming up. Where are you in the world right now? I feel a little bit guilty because I was staying put in Winnipeg and then I left to Montreal. I came to spend time with Catherine. She's all by herself out here. And so I'm on my second self-isolation, day eight. Um, But really, uh, you know, it's quiet. Took a run for the first time, FaceTiming Zane, doing some HIIT training, which was awesome because we'd never done that before. 
the two boys are in Winnipeg and they're they're uh, holed up together and uh, having a really good time without me, as sad as that is. But uh, no, I'm in Montreal and uh, things are good here. Georgie, what's going on with you? Bruce, I'm interested to know who is Michael and who is Dwight in your office. <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny, I'm actually watching The Office. I never got into it. I, you know, I heard about you know how funny The Office, the American version. So my kids and I are binging on The Office and it's hilarious. So I'm sort of imagining you and the Krentz family <laughs> having this dysfunctional office space. Yeah, so I'm obviously in Calgary. Uh, I'm on this long stretch of time off because of previously desired vacations and sporting events have obviously all gone out the window. So I'm getting a little bit cuckoo because my obvious distraction, as I alluded to in the last pod, was working because I get very focused at work and I'm, you know, I've got itchy feet not because I'm in the house, but I actually got itchy feet to go take care of people. Oh, wow. Nice. George, I'm just going to say, I'm guessing, enjoy your downtime. I think you're going to be begging for some quiet time in a in a little while. So <laughs> yeah, true enough. Yeah. But in the meantime, Georgie, I was a late adopter of The Office too. Like I kind of binged it long after it was a cool thing. Unbelievable. Like it is so brilliant. So I wish that I could be the Michael Scott of our house, but I just, <laughs> I don't think I have those skills. I'm not that guy. Come on, Michael, you're, you're interrupting. You're kidding me, God! You say right on the silent but deadly, and then you expect me not to make farting noises with my mouth? What is this? Please sit down. You know what, we're not gonna die of radon, we're gonna die of boredom. Yeah. <laughs> right? And if I had a gun with two bullets, and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. No. Okay. You were All right. being really funny, and then you went too far. I would kill Bin Laden and then Toby. No, that's still. Okay, geniuses, how would you do it? <laughs> Lester, what's going on? Are you the Michael Scott of your house? <laughs> uh, well, I would like to think so, but who knows? So I'm in Toronto. We're on day, I think this is day 12 of our self isolation, sitting at my kitchen island here. I can look out the window onto the street, which uh, gives me sort of a, a vision into the world as people pass by and walk their dogs and go for jogs. That's about all we see now. As a new hobby, I've taken up, there's a public city bus that goes up and down my street and it rolls by uh, maybe every hour or so. And every time I hear it coming, I immediately look out the window to see how many people are on it. And the average today has been one person per bus. Uh, a few wow. of them have gone by completely empty. Most of them go by with one person. The most uh, I saw, oh, one's going by right now, dead empty, dead empty bus. Uh, so yeah, that's been like like the highlights, the entertainment highlight of my, of my days so far, watching empty buses roll by my street. But uh, we're doing okay. I'm curious, six months ago, how many people would be on that bus? Uh, well, they're usually sort of like, a quarter to a half full and like at peak hours, maybe three quarters full and whatever a, whatever a city bus holds. So 40, 50 people probably go on a bus. Uh, yeah, actually I read today in the Toronto Star paper that TTC, the Toronto Transit Commission, was saying they're losing $18 million a day in transit fares. Wow. So just to give you an idea of what the financial strain on different aspects of society is, Toronto is losing $18 million a day in bus fare, <laughs> yeah, bus and wow. subway fare, wow. streetcars. And, and none of us are sad about that. No, 
Absolutely. Sometimes we worry that there aren't enough people taking this seriously, but obviously there is a good piece of your town that has taken this seriously because there's no one on the bus, man. Yeah, for sure. In fact, Bruce, I can tell you that when the bus went by that had three people on it, I got a little agitated for a minute. I was like, what the fuck? Why are you all on that same bus? You know, fortunately, it, it was weird, though. One was sitting in the very front, one was in the middle, and one was in the very back. So they were a good 15 feet spaced out. So I didn't have to go full crotchety old man, but I, I definitely noticed it. Uh, my, my girlfriend has taken to looking out the window and pointing out, like if she sees two people standing five feet apart instead of six, she's become very judgmental. She's like, hey, back up. You're supposed to be six feet. That only looks like about five and a quarter like you got to take one more step back asshole (laughs) she's on corona patrol (laughs) i mean that has got to be one of the most pathetic hobbies i've ever heard i was hoping you would say like city parkour like that you were like scaling off the sides of buildings and that you're becoming this gymnast an urban gymnast but you know no i'm counting empty buses going by so less impressive you're like a sesame street character oh there's a bus go by (laughs) one ha 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 <laughs> the only time we go outside is uh, three times a day into the back alley to walk the dog, to let the dog do her business. But that's it. I'm not going outside. I can't be doing uh, parkour off the sides of buildings if I'm stuck in my place. <laughs> Par-COVID. Par-COVID. I love it. Better not get up or you might lose your seat bus I've been on a work from home for two weeks, so I'm I'm not quite where you are, Les, but I'm probably close to 10 days now on lockdown and s- still okay, but does come with some challenges. So let's throw this one around to everybody. What are some of the surprising little challenges that you've come across? And Steve, you got to go first. Things that kind of threw you for a, a, a pleasant loop, though. You, you can't be like, I'm scared the world's ending and I cry all the time. Well, that happened, Bruce, for you prior to this crisis. <laughs> daily honestly the the hardest part physical human contact not only for me but just not seeing it seeing people realizing how important it is and i you guys know i'm a you know high five handshake hug kind of guy you know not being able to be close to people physically and to see that to see like even couples walking without holding hands uh, to me is uh, much more challenging than i thought it was going to be so that's my biggest uh, my biggest challenge so far, for sure. No doubt about it. Is not holding hands driving you crazy? <laughs> no, I think my biggest challenge because of the age of my kids and the current stretch that I have them on is to find, you know, just to be the motivator for this entire household. Like, I mean, that's generally my role. Like, let's go and do something. But the some things that you can do are quite limited, which is basically, you know, walking walking the dog. I've discovered there's quite a few dogs in Calgary. I mean, I know that there were lots of dogs, but when everybody, it's the only thing that they can do is go walking in their neighborhood, you really start, uh, you know, getting to know your neighbors a little bit and, you know, everybody's dog's name, which is, I think Les has mentioned previously how he hates that Alex knows everybody else's dog's name. Well, I'm now being introduced to other people's dogs <laughs> across the street, which, as most people know, I could barely remember human names, let alone dog <laughs> names. So that's been my sort of challenge is to be the continuous motivator uh, of other people, including myself. And it's exhausting. It's tiring. 
Well, you know something, George, I just realized, thanks for, you just helped me with my challenge. I should just go to a dog park and let them extend the leash to to six feet, and I can just hug the dog because they are not susceptible to corona. So thanks for that tip. I can't stop. I can't stop helping. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google a local dog park. Lester, you don't care about anybody's dog's name. <laughs> no, I don't. But just to carry on the theme of, uh, of the challenge of dog parks, it was announced in Toronto effective today, all public parks were closed because people were not ceasing to congregate in them, I guess. I can't see any parks out my window. And in Toronto, that's like like 1,500 parks, 800 playgrounds, and 75 dog parks is what I read in the paper today. Wow. Taking the dog out for a leak now, like she gets the back alley and that's it. Like we're not even taking the dog down to the, the little parkette at the end of the street. They keep slowly ratcheting up uh, all attempts to stop people from commingling in Toronto. So... Like we said on the last spot, every time they, they tighten the screws a little bit, we try to adhere completely to them and try to be as responsible as we can. The biggest challenge that I'm having right now on a, on a funny note, I find it incredibly hard to work from home all day and not drink too much coffee. <laughs> like it's like i've realized that when i go to my office i get a coffee i go to my office you know you fire up your uh your laptop in the office you start making phone calls emails you drink your coffee and then you're like oh, okay i'm done my coffee for the morning when you're sitting in your kitchen like i find it incredibly hard not to just keep making and drinking coffee so <laughs> i uh i'm trying to limit the amount of caffeine i'm trying to not over binge on caffeine so that's that's one challenge on a more serious note, it's a bit of a challenge to not completely overdose on all of the data metrics that are being published and, and uh, updated continuously all day long. Um, I find I have to like consciously say, okay, I got to get off my Twitter feed. I got to like shut my laptop for a couple hours and, and stop crunching numbers and thinking through like tracking all these like a box score. And uh, so that's been a bit of a challenge, but I think it's important to do that, right? Because we're going to, you can overload yourself with, with negativity and with uh, overthink of, you know, scenario analysis, which I'm sure Steve, you would tell me is not good for my mental health. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. Just stick to, you know, a little bit of news in the morning, a little bit of news in the evening. And during the course of the day, just stay focused on doing what I've got to do. Because as I said to somebody yesterday, I've already made my decisions based on the data. You know, my decisions are to stay home. So I don't need to keep in taking more data. Yeah. You but. need to hear that again. You need to take your own advice. That was good advice. Yeah. Thanks. No, for sure. I'm really, I'm really trying yeah. to, to be disciplined on that. Yeah. Well, keep <laughs> drinking coffee because it's actually a stimulant. <laughs> so if you, if you stop drinking coffee, your brain's going to get bored and you're going to want to go back to the data. So I'm going to tell you, don't try stopping those two challenges simultaneously. <laughs> well, I'm not going to cut the coffee out altogether. No, no, no. I, uh, I've done that. I've done that a few times in my life, and every time it's been absolutely miserable. I'm just going to try to not drink it all day long. <laughs> Says the guy, Bruce, who, who stopped drinking alcohol and stopped eating meat. I, I just better stop talking. I, just, I only feel shame. <laughs> <laughs> And the funny thing is you could try to replace it with darts less, but uh, then you'd have to go outside and now you can't even go to the park to hack darts. So uh, you got nothing. <laughs> yeah, <Matt>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. The coffee thing is funny because there was sort of a little Cold War negotiation that went on in our house. So Marnie's working from home now. Murph's there. I'm there. I mean, our house isn't huge, so there's only a few workspaces. And in the end, I kind of tucked into the place where I do podcasts in the basement. It's great. The wood stove's down there. It's warm. There's a window close by. And Marnie ended up grabbing upstairs. So she's facing the kitchen all the time. She's got, you know, all the windows and, and the whole living room and everything, which is which is pretty good. There was a little bit of a dance that went on around that. In the end, I was kind of glad that I didn't get the spot that she has because I would be staring at the fridge all day long and I would eat cheese and crackers like 60 hours <laughs> a day. <laughs> I'm not a coffee guy. I, I'd, I'd be on tea, but that expensive ginger cheese that we've been buying lately, oh my goodness, we'd be busted, man. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Snacking is a problem in yeah. this house. Everybody is snacking like crazy because yeah. when you board, yeah. what do you do? You, 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 you watch TV and you snack. Yeah. yeah, It might be late news now, but I saw a post somewhere heating for people to get out of their pajamas and into their favorite pair of jeans every once in a while because <laughs> because when you're sitting around <laughs> the pajamas are too forgiving during this time so I thought that was advice 100% the business opportunity is bigger pants right now after this covid thing's over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maternity wear for men oh steve you're going to go with the panel pants a classic <laughs> the mom jeans steve well done one of my challenges, and, it, and it's it's kind of a serious and a funny one at the same time, is was just having the conversation with some of my inner circle around how do how do our lives change around this. So one of them is Harold Smith and I. It started in the summertime one day, and this sounds like a fairy tale. I happened to buzz downtown, was going to catch Quiznos for lunch. Harold happened to be walking by. We both went in. He said, what are you getting? And I said, well, I always get the veggie avocado sub. He said, I'll have one of those. So we both sat down, had it, had a great time. Halfway through the afternoon, he texts me. He says, Bruce, that was a farty sandwich. And they are. (laughs) That's that's the real deal. No one should come into your office after you've had one of those. And so then it kind of turned into a thing where every Friday we go to Quiznos and he'll text me now and he'll say, Friday farties? I'm like, absolutely, we're in. (laughs) But now that this came down, one day we had to have the hard conversation about we can't keep going to Quiznos. Like we have to put uh, Farty Fridays on permanent suspension. So, yeah, and we did that. And that was a, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it was a serious conversation that we had to have to say, no, we're not going to keep doing that. Similar thing with producer Mike, not the Farty Fridays, but uh, we go for a drive and grab pops in the afternoon a lot. And we've kind of put that on permanent suspension too. So, and those are a little bit hard conversations to have with your really close friends, I think, to say, yeah, no, like we're really, we're into this. We're not doing it anymore, right? Although your office mates are are really happy about it. Dwight Schrute, <laughs> a.k.a. Murphy, and Pam, a.k.a. Marnie, couldn't be happier than to not have me going for farty Bruce, friends. correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, though. Prior to being in work from home mode, you actually work in an office with several other people, correct? <laughs> so your farty Friday is probably not a happy day for your numerous coworkers that you share space with at the office. <laughs> I wonder what they call it. <laughs> I wonder what name they give it in the lunchroom. <laughs> I work in a building with lots of people, but I actually have my own office. So that, that could be a whole nother pod where you you make those calculations. Do you think anybody's going to come around here in the next 10 minutes? Yeah. Do you find that nobody nobody drops in on Friday afternoons anymore? 
I know I'm just across the hall, but I thought I'd give you a call. A lot of emails. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. They started calling me Crop Duster for all my uh, rips around the hallway. <laughs> hey, Les, what did uh, Bacon call me when we went on that fishing trip because of my sticky ass? What was that? Uh, the fish bait? What, uh, chum bucket. Chum bucket. <laughs> chum bucket. <laughs> We're on the open seas and he couldn't take it. <laughs> he's like, Jesus, the prevailing winds were not like, strong Jesus, enough. We're oh. literally in the fresh ocean air, and I still can't get away from you. <laughs> not even the the salt water <laughs> and the wicked winds. The trade winds couldn't even save George. Think of me in my office. I like that Bruce set a strict thirty minute time limit, and we just spent five minutes talking about farts. <laughs> I know it's a dynamite segue into our last question, which is what are some pleasant surprises that came of this? So obviously pleasant surprises for my office mates were that I, I don't come in on Friday afternoon anymore. DVD, pleasant surprises. I can't get the, the fact that they were using ventilators in your office before COVID hit. <laughs> you just thought it was just office pranks, just having fun. Oh, okay. All right. It's a tough one. The biggest one though is, is connecting with you guys for other people to have the time to connect and for us to connect, for us to have like two podcast recordings in the same week almost uh, is a blessing. To connect with you guys is a blessing. So that's my biggest surprise is, is that I've been able to connect with you guys more and um, collaborate on something and some things other than the podcast uh, that are very dear to my heart. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's my surprise. It's a good surprise. I mean, it's not dropping one in your office when somebody's coming in, but it's a good surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Georgie, what you got? Some of the pleasant surprises have been two. One is I used to make fun of these people all the time, the ones that would like work out to the Jane Fonda home workout videotapes of the VCRs. (laughs) I am now working out at home to, to YouTube videos because... All of my workout is exercise related. Like I go with my personal trainer like Les does to a gym. Uh, I play squash, I go and play tennis or I golf or whatever. So I didn't realize, and I hate running as you guys know. And so I started to realize, wow, a lot of my exercise has got to be quite regimented. Like I have to go somewhere. And so um, Megan showed me a couple of these sort of 30, 40 minute workouts. They have kicked my ass. did one two days ago and I did one today. So that's quite a pleasant surprise to, you know. The thigh master kicked your ass? <laughs> <laughs> like off the TV at three o'clock in the morning? Great legs. Thank you. How do you get them? I used to do aerobics till I dropped. Then I found thigh master. Every single time you squeeze thigh master, you strengthen and tone right where you need it. Like, Suzanne Summers, thigh master. Suzanne Summers, yeah, exactly. she's high. <laughs> Who doesn't have one? <laughs> That's been a pleasant surprise. And then number two has been sort of the meal planning. Uh, before meal planning had to be, okay, well, I don't have much more than 45 minutes or one hour to plan this. we got to eat at a certain time. But now that you have all day, you know, I'm making a few more elaborate meals. I think I sent you guys some pictures of a very traditional you know, codfish Portuguese dinner. I even brought out the Portuguese tablecloth that my mother gave to me, like when I moved out of like, home. So that's been sort of a pleasant surprise. The the apron looked good on you too. Yes, All right. and the apron. Yeah, I'm wearing like a Portuguese apron with roosters <laughs> on it. Oh yeah, I'm fully immersed. Full goose. 
pleasant surprises for me. I've kind of turned into the home gym guy too. So, you know, dusted off the treadmill and did a couple of runs on that. Just same as you, George. I'm, I, I have lots of regular activities that I do. I've got, you know, hockey and lacrosse and all that, and, and none of that's happening. So uh, I don't feel good if I don't move around. Get back to those pull-ups. Get back to the pull-ups. Yeah, and I should get back to the pull-ups. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> thing. Maybe I, I wish that I had, what's the Tony Little exercise machine lester the the jackal or something that the, the gazelle. gazelle the gazelle <laughs> the gazelle the tony little gazelle debbie foster call tony and get him to get me a gazelle 25 years ago america's personal trainer tony little made tv history with his passion and award-winning body training techniques in 1996 he made history again with his revolutionary gazelle glider so a little backstory here. At one time, Debbie Foster was working with Tony Little, and he passed through Thompson a couple times on his way up to a hunting lodge to shoot a wolf or a large dog, depending on your perspective. And Debbie, through Les, lined me up to be his handler for the short time he was in Thompson. I picked him up at the airport in a borrowed black SUV, the closest I could find to something I thought you would see in a movie. He hit the door locks 10 times between City Hall and Home Hardware. Convinced someone from my northern hick town was going to jump in and take him for everything he had. It earned me 50 easy bucks and more importantly, a great story about creating an illusion around a B-list celebrity to make him think he was way more important than he was. Thanks, Debbie Foster. No matter who you are or what shape you're in, the Gazelle Experience is guaranteed to transform your body, radically improve your health, and get you on the road to a new healthy Today, lifestyle. Today, I'm here with an incredible once-in-a-lifetime offer that's going to blow you away. I'd gotten away from playing the piano. I've been just kind of got lost focus on that, and so now I've committed. I've been doing 15 minutes a day for the last two weeks, and I absolutely love it. So the, the classic, I think everybody's saying this, and it's not wrong. Uh, Murph and I have spent a little bit more time together now just because we have to, and I know we're both enjoying it. So luckily for us, social isolating equals coming out to the lake here and, and buzzing around on the snowmobiles and cutting some wood and, uh, and doing what we do. And that's been just, uh, awesome for us to get to connect that way. So I don't love COVID-19. I will be massively happy when it's over, but it hasn't been all bad. Good stuff, Brucey. <laughs> I mentioned on the last pod, we moved back into our, into our place, but it's it doesn't have a lot of furniture in it yet. So the whole front area of my loft, which is supposed to be a dining room, is empty. And it's currently set up as a gym. Alex works out in there every day. I, I work out probably every second day. And uh, yeah, you know, you have to keep the, the physical exercise going to keep your mental health strong as well. On the food thing, I have been eating like a fucking king for the last 12 days. Like Alex is so bored at like 11 in the morning. She's like, what should I make for dinner tonight? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and so it's been a like a shift to like a like a slower pace of life where you just make a meal, sit down, enjoy it at a leisurely pace every evening. You know, it's become a bit of a ritual. So that's been that has been nice. And I, I agree with you on that, George. I've got two things, two pleasant surprises that are both kind of generic, but I think uh, they're both worth pointing out anyway. The first one is I was very pleasantly surprised this week at how well our government functioned. You know, having gone through, we did a couple of pods where we talked about how uh, politically divided Canada was through the last election. You know, liberals and conservatives couldn't agree on anything and just spewed nonsensical hate and acrimony at each other constantly. 
you know, that still goes on every day south of the border as we can see them trying to pass, you know, bailout plans. They're having a hell of a tough time. But the Canadian government actually functioned as a really efficient mechanism for decision making this week. Uh, liberals and conservatives actually got together and worked on a plan and pushed through some enormous programs in a short period of time in an efficient manner. That made me happy and that uh, I think that's worth pointing out as a positive. And then the second thing that I think has been pleasantly surprising is the number of Canadian businesses that have just put their hand up and said, hey, we're going to do this to try to help. You know, the first ones I saw were distilleries saying we're going to make hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. Canada Goose saying we're going to make hospital scrubs and masks. I saw the other day Bauer in their facility that usually makes hockey masks is making face masks for medical staff. These are really positive things. And I thought it was, you know, those are unprompted. It's not like the government invoked the War Measures Act and said, Ford Canada, you have to stop making cars and you have to stop start making tanks. That didn't happen. Like these businesses have opted to do that on their own accord. And I think that's, uh, you know, that we should see the positive in, in what they're doing and feel good about that. A shout out to Dinah Santos and her uh, her husband, since it's, she's a Juniper Jaguar, is their um, gin distillery in Winnipeg, Patent 5, uh, was also one of those companies that stopped producing and started making hand sanitizer. Yeah, that's fantastic, eh? Yeah, Patent 5 gin in uh, in Manitoba. So That's very, very cool. Good yeah, on you, Dinah. Top shelf. Top shelf, yeah. I'd like to try her gin someday too. That uh, that sounds fun. Once this 100 is all over, hundred percent at the pod gathering this summer. <laughs> That'll be the drink of the weekend. Get producer Mike on that to line up the liquor sponsor. <laughs> Good lord, it's the first yeah. thing he's ever done for us. It's the it's the least he could. Do. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Chris and Melissa out in Sudbury. They uh, asked for a COVID pod, so they're getting two. Uh, and also just for some of the people that have been listening and kind of reaching out and uh, to say hi to those folks. You mentioned her name in passing there. A little shout out to Debbie Foster, phenomenal friend of mine. I think all of you guys have met her at one time or another. She is a huge fan of the pod. She messages me after every single one. She had asked for a COVID pod. Now we're giving her a second one. Debbie's actually, she's a, an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. She owns a couple of gyms in Florida and she had to make the very tough decision last week to shut them down. And as a business owner, you know, obviously that has challenges. So, uh, but she did the responsible thing. You know, they, the governor of Florida is not shutting things down. He's a bit of a maniac, but she has closed her doors and making sure that her community around her gym stays healthy. And I see them uh, broadcasting live from their gym. Their trainers are in there doing video workouts for all of their people and they're on Facebook and stuff. So oh, that's wow. pretty cool. Wow. If this goes on for a long time, she should take us all through a workout or one of her people should. <laughs> yeah. Debbie's the business mind behind the gym. She works out a lot, but she's the business mind. It's her husband who's got a good 10 years on us and he is an absolute fitness fanatic. Is just a machine rallying the, the community for their gym. He's a hilarious guy to follow on Facebook and a solid guy. So shout out to Dan Foster down in Tampa, Florida as well. Oh, fuck. I don't want to meet this guy then. He'll make it feel terrible. Uh, shout out to Deb. I never want to meet there's, her husband. There's no way I'm doing this guy's workout. <laughs> he would destroy you. <laughs> he, he would crush Yeah, me. no, he, he would. He would. He would destroy us all. We need to feel better about ourselves, yeah, not worse. My best okay? friends, We've always been together. We're four of a kind. Having fun all day. Palling around and laughing away. Just best friends. That's it. That's the end. You, you probably found us already on social media, but if not, at Snow Day Pod. Tell your friends. 
We've also got an email, snowdaypod at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. Maybe we'll put your voice on the show. Thanks to the rest of our team, Social Media Todd, Producer Mike, and the secret weapon, Shannon Bison. <laughs>